hear that piano though? Yeah. Um. Let's get it. He's Harry. She's Victoria. And this is. Oh. Welcome, welcome, welcome back, everyone. Hey. Hey, Harry. What's up, Victoria? Guys, I'm Harry again. Um, I'm not Harry. No, I'm Harry. I'm Victoria. She's Victoria. Yes. And this and is our... Why? Our why. Thank you for tuning in for the second podcast. Yes, yes, yes. That's real. It's amazing. Honestly, this is dope. For sure. And thank you for um going through this journey with me, Harry. This is this is cool, cool. This is exciting. And I love your sweatshirt, by the way. Oh, thank you. Thank you. It says women, women of God. I gotta wear my man of God shirt next time. I didn't get you one. I'm sorry. I have my own man of God shirt. Oh, okay. What oh, all right. Okay, then. No, but seriously, so we got so much feedback, and we just want to thank you guys, and we're just so appreciative. Um, the shares, we loved it all. Um, and so we did hear that um, they want to hear Harry more. Me? Yes. Well, I can't imagine why. Oh, stop. You are super dope, and they want to get to know you more. So I think we wanted to kind of do like a little Q&A, but not really just kind of have a conversation getting to know Harry more. Wow. Is that okay with you? Um, yeah, that's that's great. All right. All right. All right. So, um, you know, it's interesting because my husband is a um, is an introvert and he's super shy. So I guess the first question is, is this podcast challenging for you? Yes, it is. It is. Okay. Um, is it because you feel like you have to be forced to speak a lot or is it just something that just naturally is not your thing? I'm just naturally a quiet person and more reserved. I, you know, I'm very thoughtful and I think a lot. So a yeah, lot of you're times. You're mad intentional. Yeah. A lot of times I have a lot of thoughts in my head and, you know, I'm not, li- you know, it's hard for me to communicate them out. But, yeah. No, it's, you know what? But I think this is going to be good for you because it is going to break you out of your shell and you don't necessarily have to be in front of so many people to kind of authentically be yourself and speak right. yourself. So I think that's dope. Um, so, yeah, so you're actually extremely brolic. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> no, but, um, you know, remember that time we went to that um, one of my work parties and they were like, oh, oh, Harry, you must play for the Jets. Yes, I do. Yeah. I remember that. <laughs> Yeah, so I mean, I wish I did. I wish I could say I did, but yeah, no. you didn't play any sport. What? Well, no, you did play sports, but just not football, right? Yeah, no, well, I didn't play any sports in like college or anything. But you know, in high school, I bowled. I was on the tennis team. Um, you know, I was yeah. very athletic. Yes, guys, he can bowl, bowl, and I can't. So I get really. Co- we are extremely competitive. Yes, yes, you are. You are. You so are. We you are, are competitive. I'm not competitive. Oh, we're we're both not competitive. No, I mean I always win, so it's not really okay. Um, so we know. just gonna be this is gonna be called our lie. Is no, that yeah. is that what it is? I mean, our you, lie. You beat me in like words for friends and, um, you know, but and every other board game that we've played. Stop. That's not true. That's Are not you true. kidding me? Right. 
See, you gonna take it I there. Mean, we Let me just, just focus. Out the game right now. And just Let me, play. We should. I'd actually thought about like having like a theme or something that we do like with our guests and we play like cards or something. But I feel like it's gonna be hard for us to kind of focus. Um, when you were in college, though, like you were saying, did you were you a Christian? In college, no. No, no. You weren't even a Christian when I met you, right? No, ma'am. Yeah. So when did you get saved? Not. Guys, he did not get saved for me. So I'm going to listen. There's been so many people, even family, but like, mm, you know, Harry got saved for you. Guys, I'm not Jesus. And he knows I'm not. Je- <laughs> Harry knows I am no Jesus. Right. No, I definitely got Didn't get saved for you. Um, you know, I know that, you know, you're not going to get me into heaven. That's right. Um, you know, there's only one way Amen. to heaven. And that's through Jesus. That's right. So for me, it was a personal decision that I made for myself and. Um, you know, open my heart to Jesus and hey. been happy since. Hi. Um, okay. So <laughs> the first podcast, remember I said that, um, you know, we were going to talk about our differences. So we are actually going to have a podcast talking about like just the different households that we were raised in, but you're not just Spanish. I want to put that out there. I don't want to neglect all of you. All right. You're also half blackity black. Yes. Um, Mama Dukes was Spanish, and your Puerto dad Rico. is a. Hey. Do you know how to? First of all, I realize you never made me any Spanish food. I did make roast con pollo once. You probably don't remember. That's right. That's right. Yes, and that was one and only time I've ever done yes. that. Yes, that was like um in the pot. Yeah, all it's, in it's one, one pot. pot no. Yeah. <clears throat> no, but how was that? Well, my mom didn't speak Spanish in the house, so, um, you know, but I always knew she was Spanish. You know, she talked about Puerto Rico a lot, and. Um, my grandmother lived in Puerto Rico. We visited her a few, several times when I was younger. Um, so I spent, uh, you know, quite a bit of time in Puerto Rico. So I knew a lot about my Puerto right. Rican side. Um, and then, you know, my dad's side, you know, they lived in Brooklyn and I spent time with my grandmother on that side as well. Um, so I always had like experiences with yeah, both cultures. Yeah, there was a balance there. Yeah. Oh, that's cute. I actually didn't realize that, that they were intentional with making sure you embrace both sides of your culture. For sure. For that's sure. awesome, man. And here we are. We live in together or whatever. And your wife is mad Haitian. I see we. Um, And you're black and Spanish. And so how is that living with someone like me? <laughs> Well, you know, it's challenging. It's got challenges, but, you know, our differences is what, you know, connects us. Right. It's, you know, everyone has differences. So, you know, the way you were raised is different from how I was raised. And, you know, we want to raise our children in different ways. Sometimes you you were you had a much more strict upbringing um, than I did. So, yeah. And I don't think I'm more strict than you. You think I'm strict? Yes. Yes. Yeah. Oh, I wasn't expecting that answer. You think I'm strict? Oh, absolutely. I'm, I mean, I'm strict. Out of one to ten, I'm like an eight, but you're like an eleven. I'm not. No, I'm not, I don't think I'm strict at all. Okay. Okay. I don't know. I don't know where you get that from. Okay. Okay. <clears throat> so, what is the neighborhood that you grew up in? Uh, I grew up in Freeport, Long Island. Freeport. You know, I actually never been to Freeport. And t- no, that's not true. That's not true. I definitely. Mm, sometimes, but where when I met you, that was actually the first time I was actually in that neighborhood. Freeport was extremely is extremely diverse. Yes, um, where we live now is not so diverse. <laughs> so, um, you know, we are raising kids in a not so diverse neighborhood. Did you make a mistake? <laughs> 
did I make a mistake? I made that decision alone then, huh? <laughs> yes. Um, you know, it. that's a great question because sometimes I feel like we did, right? Yeah. Um, you know, like you said, where I grew up, you know, it was basically 30, 30, 30 in terms of, you know, diversity, like right. 30% Spanish, 30% black, 30% white, and then, you know, everyone else. Um, that part was so dope. I mean, it, you know, I, so I, I was always around different cultures, and so that was never foreign to me. And, you know, even going to college, my freshman roommate had never met a black person before till he met me. So, I mean, what a shock that must have been for him. You know, at the time, I was just like, what? How do you not know any black people? Like, that's crazy. Um, so, <laughs> yeah. And so for me, so crazy. It, I always just thought that was normal, right? Having ex- different cultures and experiences right. and then moving out here, you know, and dropping our daughter off at school. And right. then you, you know, you walk in the school and you see, you know, two out of. 200 kids are black and it's like wow there's no diversity here right um and sometimes i feel like you know she's might be missing out on experiences just not just black culture but asian culture jewish culture um you know spanish culture all the different things that help teach you about other people and how other people's differences so no and i think for us you know we need to work hard to provide those experiences outside of the school environment because I don't think she's going to get that at school. No, absolutely. And it's so interesting because, you know, I always say, I mean, diversity is so healthy because it keeps an open conversation. Right. You know, like you just have, you don't have the luxury to be sheltered. You know, it just opens you from different backgrounds, um, different people. And, you know, when you honestly look at the church, I don't, if, God did not want us to be different. He would not make us different. I mean, I'm looking at you right now. You are so different than me. And I celebrate your differences. And I celebrate your culture. Because that's God's church. Like, we are Skittles. Yes. And our, our, mm, like, the story is like the Skittle. (laughs) It's like everyone else is like. I mean, she's an M&M and like a Skittle. It's like, what? No, but it's true. And so sometimes I think we have to supplement. And that's why we're really big on family. Um, And we are big on, you know, all her extracurricular activities. We try to, you know. I mean, um, our family is diverse, right? Because, you know, my sister and her kids are different from your sister and her kids. So, you know, even just that experience, like she'll, she'll get diversity there as well. Absolutely. Absolutely. And, you know, it's so I love how I love how we do life. You know, we have our issues, we have our struggles, um, but I love how we do life because, you know, um, aside from my father, you know, I look at you as such an amazing dad. Um, There's this hashtag movement or this hashtag thing that I've been seeing lately, like hashtag black dads exist. And the first time I saw it, I'm like, wait, what? Like, duh, like black dads exist. But I realized, no, but this not this hasn't been something that's been shown. So how do you feel about the hashtag black dads exist, hashtag black dads rock? I think it's I think it's a great thing because, you know, there is a stereotype in society where they think black fathers don't want to don't aren't in their kids lives or they don't want to be in their kids lives. And, you know, that is based Say on, it based on historical thing, you know, historical problems that have happened in history where you know black men have been taken out of their homes and separated from their children the welfare system the prison system all these things mm. work to to separate fathers from their children in inner cities 
And because of that, you know, there's in, you know, movies and TVs, they made right. it look like father, black fathers are not in their children's lives. So being able to see that on Instagram, you know, with the hashtag seeing fathers braiding hair or dropping kids at school or reading with them and teaching right. them, you know, that's something that we need more positivity in for Absolutely. everyone, you know, all dads and not just black dads. But, you know, I think it's especially powerful for, you know, black men to see other black men you know, being good fathers and, um, you know, being good role models because I think we all could use more of that. That was such... Man, listen, listen. And you've actually done all the above. You've done um, your daughter's hair. And yeah, you've, you're, but, you know, that time when they teach her, it was like, did your dad do your hair today? And she was like, yeah. <laughs> you know, I'm not proud of that. But, but I listen, did it, you know, absolutely. You are present. And this is why it's so important and why representation matters. Because I remember, and I'm not a black dad, but I remember <laughs> being in school. I'm not, sorry. Yes. I'm a woman, I all think, of me. I think everyone can tell that. All of me. Yeah. Um, but it's so interesting because I remember turning on the TV when I was younger and guess what? The black man was the gangster. They were, you know, the, the, the man that abandoned their issues. They were the, the drug addict. They were the drug dealer. Like that's what, that was our representation. Right. And I'm the farthest thing from a conspiracy theorist, but why do you think commercials work? It's subconscious, right? It's subliminal. And so when you're constantly seeing your kind on TV being portrayed as this, you can't help but be like, dang, maybe, maybe I am, you know, maybe I can grow up to be a deadbeat too. It's, it's actually super sad um, when you think about it. And I try not to think about it. And that's why I think it's so healthy to have, again, these conversations to be big enough, not only our black and brown boys, but just people in general to see that on TV and say, you know what, that's not what I, I believe. I don't I don't I don't agree with that. Uh, sorry. No, it's all good. That was great. And, and I mean, even the thing about the welfare system. Right. I mean, in the 70s, they encourage women uh, not to get married because they would give them better benefits if they were not married, right? What? So that, you know, Section 8 housing, right? If you were a married to a man, you could not get, uh, at the time, you know, Section 8 housing, right? So that encouraged women to not only not be married, but to not live with the husband or father, rather, so that they would raise their children alone, right? So those type of things are actually were built into our system to prevent black men or you know, impoverished yes. families from having a, a man in their family. Yes. So keeping with this dad theme, um, you are raising two daughters. Yeah. Oh. Um, no, but what is the advice you would give them when they're old enough and grow up and old enough and grow, grow, grow up today? I mean, when they have their first date at 35, um, you know, I just want them to, Find someone. I just caught that. <laughs> yes. Um, to find someone who will support them and encourage them, you know, be uh, also be a believer in Christ and and someone who will encourage them and learn with them and learn from them and just really be supportive and caring. Um, so, you know, kind of now going back to the fact that, you know, we are total opposites. Are you know? we? You think so? Um, you are nothing like me. <laughs> I think we're very similar. You think so? What are our similarities? Um, we're both mm -hmm. believers in Christ. Yes. 
that's about it. Okay. That's no. the most important thing though, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. That's that's the only thing that matters. Um, but it has been challenging. Yes. Because um, we are so different. Yes, it has been a challenge. Um, you know, we're we're so different. You know, I'm definitely, you know, a, a person who talks a lot less. And, you know, you like to talk and, you know, you like to talk things out. You want to talk things through and, you know, really get to a resolution. And I'm more of a person who's, you know, just wants to, okay, I made a mistake or, you know, let's fix this. How can we fix it? And then get to action. Um, so those, you know, we butt heads on those areas. And, you know, when I do think things through, I'm, you know, really very cerebral and, and in my head a lot. And, you know, I'm trying to focus more on expressing myself and really relaying my thoughts to you so that you can know where my head is at and what I'm thinking. Um, and those type of challenges are, are, I think, you know, every, a lot of people have those challenges, but particularly for us, that's definitely been something that we struggle with. Right. Or just even how we parent, it's different. I mean, you know, um, we don't see eye to eye on a lot of things. Um, and so it's trying to maneuver and navigate and respect you, you know, through the whole process, right. honoring you, honoring your decisions as the um, head of the household. Um, it's definitely been a challenge for me because I'm definitely very alpha. So yeah, it's, it's definitely challenging, but you know what? We're, we're learning, we're learning each other day to day. And now we are intentional and aware and mindful of our differences. And I think we tackle each day with, that um first on the forefront um so you know you are an amazing dad um you you are an amazing husband thank you um what do you do for a living i am a software engineer yes you are a software engineer and so you do a lot you do a lot you're full-time i mean i think you work like 90 hours a week stop yes always working i work like 45 hours a week stop you work definitely like 75 but yeah i mean i'm a software engineer i write programs for my bank um you know that's that's pretty much it so um what is something that you wish you had time to do well you know between work and between work and family you know i don't have a lot of free time you know, so I definitely would like to spend more time on my hobbies. I love reading. I love, um, you know, art, music. Um, those are things I don't get to do a lot of um, personally. So, you know, I would love to spend more time doing those things and, you know, going on more dates with my wife and, mm-hmm. you know, things like mm-hmm. that. More vacations, but, you know, that's hard. Yeah. Vacations is definitely hard. But um, the art thing, I mean... We both can draw, so maybe we can do some type of competition thing about that. Competition? Yes, like who can draw a story better. Oh, wow, that'd be interesting. Yeah, because you know I'm going to win. <clears throat> See, I told you we're competitive. Yeah, and so are you. But I always win. Okay. Um, So you just mentioned that you're a software engineer, and you are extremely gifted. Guys, honestly, sometimes I feel like I'm married to a genius and you know my family and my friends will legit call me like oh hey girl um is harry uh free 
I got to ask him a question. And I'm just like, dang, nobody wants to call to check up on me. Um, but seriously, though, like, you are extremely gifted. How do you stay humble? Because you know your girl's working on her humility. Like, how do you stay humble and readjust it to um, not take it to the head? I really am. I'm just wired, not not wired that way to to be, you know, prideful, you know, have a lot of humility. You know, I really don't think I'm good at that many things. So the things that I, I can do, you know, any God given abilities that I have, um, you know, I'm just grateful to have them and to share them with people. And, you know, if you know people need help, I'm always happy to help. So it's just, you know, also part of it is insecurity. You know, I suffer from imposter syndrome at work. You know, I don't, you know, I don't feel like I belong. Like I'm, you know, always amazed that, you know, I get paid to do but what I do. you do belong. Stop. Yeah. I mean, you know, I've been doing it for a while, but it's still some days I'm just like, wow, I, you know, I don't know if I'm smart enough to do this or like, how did I get here? Um, so for me, I, you know, all those things combined to just make me feel like. Now that's so interesting because, you know, I feel like just living with you and knowing you, I always thought that you were extremely confident like you just knew your stuff right and so like just you saying that is like whoa like you have insecurities and like I think it's like like I'm I just realized like whoa like you too like struggle right and so yeah I mean I think that's part of like my introvertedness right I have a lot of doubts but I don't express them right I have a lot of insecurities but I don't express them often mm. you know and that's a lack of transparency on my part right mm -hmm. the fact that you are not aware or understanding of those things um, but I feel them all the time right even within our marriage sometimes I feel you know inadequate or insecure mm. and so um, you know that's just hard you know it's just one of the things I struggle with I mean I definitely do think that you should try to be more vocal because it makes you more human um, I think you're so well put together that like, I'm the crazy one. I'm the so emotionally sensitive. I'm the crybaby, And you're like rock solid. And I do think that I want to feel safe and secure and know that you're a constant protection. But I think it's part of that, like the black man feeling like, you know, they don't have the time for, you know, to focus on their mental. So finish this sentence i'm most comfortable when i'm naked no i'm most comfortable when i'm at home with my family i mean i was expecting i'm most comfortable when i'm with you baby but are you not it's all part right of the this family? is why we're in counseling it's okay you um, are part of the family though it's all right it's all right <laughs> no but Believe it or not, you are someone people look up to, and you are a role model. Um, yes, yes. Look at your face. You Man, are. I mean, I don't ever think about that. But, but you are. You are. Um, and so what is the advice that you can give yourself, or just even kids between the ages of 18 to 25? Like, what's the advice that you can give them, your younger self? chase your dreams be confident you know save your money uh invest you know learn things that challenge you try new things um and in the end you know you'll get where you want to go um and pray okay <clears throat> i like that i like that i like that so 
um, we just, just, I just said that you're an inspiration to a lot of um, people, but you also are an inspiration to me. Um, you are, Harry. So who is your inspiration? You are. Why are you rolling your eyes? Because, I mean, like, come on. You're my muse. You inspire me to be great. Can you get, like, a real answer now? That is a real answer. Oh, thanks so much. Come on. <laughs> like, I want to hear, like, a real answer. <laughs> Who is your inspiration? LeBron James. Goodbye. All right. On that note, let's go to the next one because you know how I feel about LJ. <laughs> no, but. I mean, um, he did open up a school for children. And nah. You know what? So Honestly, that's when it's like, how can you even hate on the man? Exactly. And then now he's doing like this housing thing where. Yeah, I mean, he's going to get them housing, pay like, for college. I come mean, on. You know, I, one thing is like inspiration. I, you know, there's so many things that inspire me. Um, but, I, you know, I definitely want to do more. We talked earlier about my quote unquote gifts. You know, we've talked about like how I could teach kids to code, you know, or, you know, people who, you know, gotten out of jail, how to code so mm. they can try and get it back into a career or society. And, you know, those are things, you know, I want to be able to give back. So whatever God giving gifts I have, you know, I want to be able to share that and, you know, spread the gospel and help people, you know, to, you know, reach even higher levels and, you know, or reach dreams they never had thought they had before. Um, so that's something that inspires me. People who help other people who, you know, are really giving and, you know, um, yeah. Okay. Yeah. I, I like that. I like, um, I like that. I like the nonprofit angle to helping, especially people out of jail. Um, Okay, so what is your favorite thing about being a dad? My favorite thing about being, oh, no, that wasn't my question. Okay. My favorite thing about being a dad is just really, you know, watching them grow and, you know, watching them learn new things and try new things and challenges. And, you know, just earlier today, August was, you know, trying to read a book, right? And then he comes back to me and says, oh, look, I know these words. And he's like, big big Fred little Ted and I'm like oh, I'm sorry big dog little dog and you know that's that's super dope to me yeah no actually I see I love I love when I see my kids learn um like you mentioned and I just love when they are just so filled with joy that makes me so happy um you know and he, just with a, a heart of gratitude that's my that's my favorite thing about being a mom, just seeing that heart of gratitude. It was like, okay, we did an okay job. Right. Um, but so as we mentioned, um, we have three kids. Um, some of you might know this, some of you do not. Um, Story is not your biological um daughter. What? <laughs> You're too much. Seriously. Um, how is it raising another person's child? I, I never really think about it that much, to be honest. You know, I've known her for 10 years, and, you know, for the most part, I truly think of her as my own daughter, you know, because of our situation, you know, with her biological father not being involved. You know, we never have those typical, right. you know, um, blended family struggles where, you know, one parent is teaching them something else or, you know, you know, there's conflicting values mm. in households. That's true. Um, you know, we don't have those type of issues, so... Um, thankfully. So for me, I, you know, I, I 
truly think of her as my daughter. You know, I told you this the other day, but I mean, the first time I really even thought of myself as her stepfather was when we, you know, had to fill out paperwork for the school. And they're like, you have to put whether or not you're the biological or the step parent. So, and I was like, wow, I'm actually her stepfather, you know? So uh, for me, that that's, I, I really, you know, I don't think of her as someone else's child. I think of her as my child. Right. Yeah. You know, and I guess, yeah, just thinking about it, it you know, always, you've been in her life since she was what? 12 months yeah yeah you know, so. just a couple months after her first birthday yeah not even yeah yeah like a few weeks after her first birthday so yeah you know I think we're extremely blessed and you don't really have you know um that issue of that co-parent quarrels because it's just us and yeah we will definitely be talking about our household dynamic um in the future but um Harry you did it that's it. You were able to make a podcast all about you. And I want this energy for every single podcast. All right, I'll try. It's so hard, though. No, you are amazing, and you are my favorite human. And you are my favorite wife. Yes. Okay. Um, I'm tired. It's over now. Now we can go upstairs and...